amazing. It's a very exciting time for me. And I know, wow, you know? You know, overwhelming, but definitely humbling and just, you know? Just thank you. Okay, before I start crying, or this thing here, you know? <laughs> Let me hurry up and start talking about what I got to talk about tonight. And this episode I'm really excited about because this is based off of all the questions and the emails that have been coming in for the past two days. And the one question, like, well, the thread that's running and connecting all of the emails together, right, is... You know, me explaining and talking more about what hip-hop pedagogy really is. And this is where we get into the whole talking about exercising knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you know, and speaking life. It's a hip-hop culture part. You know, our communities worldwide, yes, but the hip-hop culture part, we're really excited to really get into that. So if you remember last time, I kind of touched on it a little bit, so I'm going to once again explain, you know, for the purpose of my work and what I'm doing and the biggest queens of the nation are doing, I'm going to explain once again real quick what hip-hop pedagogy is, how I define it for our purposes, right? And so for me, hip-hop pedagogy is the art and science of using hip-hop culture as a way to promote you know, to enact, to enable positive child and youth development. And this is a good episode to kind of talk about, especially after the event yesterday, because that's what it's about. You know, you know, we say that hip hop culture is for the youth. It's youth culture, right? So, as I don't care if you're youth into youth development, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to be able to speak the language of the youth. I think I spoke on this, you know, last time. Speaking the language of the youth. And if hip-hop culture is youth culture, then us as mentors, as youth development professionals, you know, organizers in the community, everything that we do, teachers in the classroom, you know, Hip-hop culture has to be a part of the work that we do. And for me personally, I think that hip-hop culture has to be like the foundation of the work that we do. Children and youth today, like now we have in generations and in the future there's little generations that just born into what it is that they believe or what they're being shown is hip-hop culture. And there's a kind of disconnect between, you know, what hip-hop music is and what hip-hop culture is. And that's where, you know, there's a divide there. And it's like a lot of the children and youth today have a thorough understanding of what hip-hop music is. And then the messages that are coming out of that, you know, and they think that it's representative of the culture and everything that they're coming into contact with, whether it be on the radio, videos, or YouTube itself, going on social media sites and stuff, everything that they're seeing is not positive, nor is it a reflection of what true hip-hop culture is. 
you know, as a Zulu, you know, you learn about what is the pillars of hip hop culture, what is the principles of hip hop culture, you know? And it's that peace, love, unity, and safely having fun. And a lot of that is missing in the music and everything that they hear. But if there is an understanding of what hip hop history is, and if there is a true understanding for us as the adults, as the educators, you know, the teachers, as the youth organizers and the youth development professionals, you know, if we have a thorough understanding of the history of hip hop culture, the birth of hip hop culture, if we have a thorough understanding about that and the dynamics and everything that took place for this culture to be born, right? We could better serve children and youth, and we would be able to better guide them through the obstacles and, you know, and trials and everything of life and just them growing. We would be better able to reach them. And that's why I feel that hip hop pedagogy is very important because it's like, how can I explain it? It's like, when I was coming up, right? When I was, you know, I was a teenager in the 1990s, right? And hip hop culture, it was so different because it was so diverse. So, you had, you know, a lot of the stuff that kids like here in the scene, like we had all of that, you know, what they have today, we had that too, you know, but it was like, that time there's also so much more, you know, so for somebody like me, 14 years old, you know, by myself, taking care of myself, and I was into hip hop culture, and I think the reason why I was able to avoid a lot of bullshit happening to me, even way more than the stuff that I had to go through, it could have been way worse. And I think the reason that it wasn't was because of what the culture was during that time. So you had number one representation of female MCs in force. You understand? Powerful sisters, powerful queens that had something real and relevant to say. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, you know, it wasn't a tits and ass show, pardon the language. <laughs> you know, but it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? Queen Latifah, Lonely Love, you had Bahamadia, Yo-Yo, MC Light. You had all these sisters out there at the same time. And it was like, if you looked at them compared to how MC, female MCs today, you know, just how they even look, forget about what they're talking about, but just the look itself, you know. Like I always tell my kids that I work with, the reason why I dress the way I do now is because of those queens of hip hop culture. When I was coming up, that's what I saw. So it wasn't, you know, yeah, I still wear jeans and I still wear hoodies with my Timberland boots sometimes, or I rock my sneakers, love my sneakers, still walk around with a backpack. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, fully clothed, but they don't have nothing to down nobody or anything like that, not at all, but it's just that that's what the culture was at the time. That's what it was that we saw, you know, and then the messages that the brothers were saying at the time. So you had Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Camp Play, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God, you had like so, 
much diversity in the messages and everything that you was getting. So even if it came to me as a female, like trying to, you know, what type of guys am I going to align myself with, right? It was you had a five percent of God bodies. You know, you had all these people with these different, you know, philosophies and things and stuff that was represented and heard in the music. And it was like if you know, if you didn't talk this way, I knew that you were probably not <laughs> somebody that I should be dealing with. Let me leave you alone. I was more focused on this message here that regardless of whatever, we still promoting knowledge itself. You know, knowledge of our history, knowledge of culture, and still giving you something real. You know, listening to street stories as, you know, cautionary tales of what not to do and what not to get into. Because if you do this, that, and the third is going to happen. You either end up dead in jail or in prison, right? You know, whatever. And it was like, so different from now with what's being promoted as the pop culture through the music, right? And then you can still go to like house parties or bashments or whatever it was that you was going to, and you still would have like the you know the b boys and the b girls on the floor just dancing on the floor like you danced and it was just like you still had your fun, you know and. It was just fun still. And it's like, that's kind of missing. So that's what I do with my work in hip-hop culture. It's like I give them, when it comes to even going into the music, I always start. I don't go nowhere past the 1990s. Nothing past the 1990s. I go everything from the beginning and then even before that was set the stage you know, for hip-hop culture because what are some of those early influences, you know what I'm saying? So, the Mills Brothers, and I always show my kids, you know, that Caravan click, if you haven't if you haven't seen that, go on YouTube, look it up, the Mills Brothers Caravan, where you see that early, like, you know, break dancing the B-Boys, you know, doing their thing and stuff like that, and I look for stuff, like, early on that set the stage for hip-hop culture to be born influence them. I introduced my kids to, you know, everything. You know, here comes the judge, here comes the judge, you know, all of that. And this sets the stage, this sets the tone for them to understand, like, this is the spirit and this is the stuff that gave birth to hip-hop culture. Funk music, you know what I'm saying? Old school, rhythm and rules, even everything, I get to all of that. And then I talk to them about what was going on in the South Bronx at the time, you know, and especially me being out here at Newport News and, you know, looking at youth and gang violence today and comparing that to what was going on in the Bronx in the early 1970s, late 1960s, you know, so it's like connecting those dots from present to past so that they can see themselves, the youth that I'm working with can see themselves in the pioneers, you know, that gave birth to hip-hop culture, right? And I think that's where the pedagogy comes in because the why it's important because then it's not just focusing on the Bronx and it's like going around the world and being able to show them what was happening and that's what kind of as being a Zulu, a member of the Universal Zulu Nation period, 
you have kind of a leg up in that work because you're giving all of that when you come to the door. You know what I'm saying? You're, that that history and everything is like given to you right there. Because as a symbol, you have to have that. You know, so it's like this is the first family of hip hop culture. So you gotta know the history. You have to know that story, even if you wasn't a first hand participant. Because it's very important to keep that history alive and to keep teaching it and passing it on. Because the hope is that a generation is gonna raise up that is well versed in it and that it is a part of their being. You know, it's not something that they would just end up. And then when they go out there in the world, it's like they're doing way much more than anybody of, of in our time could ever imagine them doing. You know what? It starts with us as educators. It starts with us as, you know, development workers, like I said, with the work that we do with our youth now, you know, we have to sit up there and be versed in the history of the culture. And we have to be versed in what came before it and then how the trends and times have shifted and changed, you know, the culture, the music. But then also be able to understand that underneath the music, the culture is still alive and the culture is in the streets, you know? They give that to the children that we're working with, the youth that we're working with. So that's what my work in hip hop pedagogy is. So it's like the workshop series that we did back in New York, right? We had the Hip Hop Pedagogy Community Education Program. And even with that, like the workshops, it was really cool to like really try it out because I was like, okay, we're gonna give them that history, but I wanna really connect, you know, hip hop culture to the very beginning, you know, of civilization and culture being born into the world, right? So actually connecting the dots to Africa and what started and happened there. So, you know, to have like one workshop that we did, like for the, uh, my favorite one, like the aerosol writing and the graffiti, you know, for that element, right? And taking aerosol writing and graffiti, like having pictures of rest in peace, five points, huh? That's another episode, right? But being able to take like those images, say you have this big building, you have all this amazing and beautiful artwork, all this graffiti, all this aerosol writing and everything, all these artists came out and we just created something massive and beautiful, right? And to be able to take those images and then show, you know, these kids, these children that I'm working with, you know, the adults that was in the room and showing them, you know, the temple pictures and stuff on the walls and everything at ancient Kemet and just being able to make that correlation and let them see we've always been writing on the walls. We've always told our stories up on the walls. You know, that's something that we've always done as instinct. So like something that we did in the past and it may look this way, but this here that you're seeing right now, present day, is still one of the same. It's something that in our DNA that we just keep doing over and over again. So making those connections like that. So that now you have, if there's anybody in the audience that you're talking with, any kids, any youth, any children that you're talking with, and you're showing these things, you're inspiring more and them. So if they're already at that early stages of trying to be, you know, graffiti artists or anything like that, now they 
get a deeper meaning of the importance of it as a tradition to carry on, right? Because you're talking about the development and education of, you know, our children and youth and using hip-hop culture for that, you have to give them a deeper appreciation for what these elements of the culture are and where they come from. So, like, to be talking about the MC element, right, and, and tracing that back to, you know, Africa and the role of the griot and the, you know what I'm saying, in the community and what the griot does, you know, that person that sit up there and is, you know, social commentary, political commentary, everything that's going on, the one that knows the oral history of the people, of the tribe, of the nation, and them keeping them, those truths and those stories alive through oral tradition, and how the MC also is keeping up with that tradition in our communities, and that's what hip-hop culture is supposed to be, right? And the MC is the person that has the mic, that's what the grill was, you know, so it was just like being able to connect those dots to an even deeper and richer history and past that our children and youth are coming from, knowledge of self, you know, so it's like even that element there, you know, I focus on the ancient mystery systems, traditions, and teachings, you know, and like education was central and was key. Knowledge yourself, getting knowledge, gaining knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Trusting your teachers and everything like that and taking it, everything that they give you and soaking it up and taking it in to define yourself and your works and what your contributions to your family, to your community, you know, to your nation or whatever it's going to be, you know. There's a tradition that hip hop culture still keeps on with and keeps alive and gives us access to information that may have been lost to us, you know, if it wasn't for this culture here. And that's what the pedagogy is, because it's always going to be about, at least for me, and I know plenty of others, I can't even say at least for me, but plenty of others who are also working within the field of hip hop pedagogy, right? That development and that education of our children and youth that we're working with and that we're coming in contact with and giving them a richer and deeper understanding and appreciation of not just hip hop culture, but of themselves so that they can grow up to contribute great things and just really I don't understand and get to understand their place in the world, you know? And that's what hip-hop pedagogy is about. And this is something I'll be talking about much more, you know, throughout this series. Because that's it. It's not just about, you know, the spiritual healing and that growth mindset and all of that. Like, that becomes a foundation for us building up ourselves and then building up our communities. So that's the speaking life into our communities worldwide part, right? Because as individuals, we are a part of our communities. And we, if we're better, our communities are better. If we're coming to a place of spiritual understanding and now we have a spiritual outlook and a spiritual energy, that's going to go off and go out into our communities, right? But then at the same time, the speaking life into hip hop culture. And to do that, 
have to start with our children in you as early as possible. And that's the pedagogy. Because pedagogy is specifically dealing with the development and the education and the growth of children and guiding them throughout their cycles that they're going to go through, right? As they're transitioning from being children to becoming adolescents, and then from adolescence, you know, to adulthood, and then to adulthood, and to being elders within the community. And that's what we want. We want elders in the community. We don't want old people. We want elders, but elders are more active, more engaging. Elders give back, and that's what we want for our children to grow up and be the next generation of elders that's going to be lifted up and instilling the knowledge and the wisdom and understanding to those younger generations coming up underneath them. And so, yeah, hip-hop pedagogy, that's what it is. And I can't say it enough, the art and science of using hip-hop culture as a way to promote and, you know, to promote the development and education in a positive way, you know, of children in you, in our communities. And my dream goal is to open up the hip-hop pedagogical school, you know? That's my dream goal. I already know what I want to call it and everything like that. And I already got my plan for it mapped out and everything like that. It's going to take time to build it, but it's going to get done so that you have this space within our communities, you know, where practitioners of hip-hop culture, right, of these elements, they have this space that they can come to and they can teach and they have the access to the children and the youth and just giving them all that they know and all that they have and giving them that love for the culture that they have and to be able to pass it on, you know? I'm excited and I love this work, you know? And it's just, yeah, so to be out here in Virginia and to be able to keep going with that work and really get excited about the marching of the ghetto gospel, you know, youth and gang violence prevention program is just amazing because the core of that program itself is hip-hop pedagogy, which is adding spirituality to it also as another component. Just to better serve the children and youth out here and to steer them away from a lot of the traps that's out there for them, you know, so that they can make better and more informed choices. And then if they themselves, if they're growing in a world where hip hop culture is all around them and they're immersed in it, well then guess what? You're hip hop, so what can you contribute to the culture in a positive way? And to get them to start thinking about that, that even if you're an educator or a teacher yourself, as in that position and in that role, how can you contribute positive, positively to hip-hop culture, you know? If you're a doctor, how can you contribute in that field positively to hip-hop culture? You know, health and wellness is the element of the culture now, too, the 10th element, you know? So being able to see in the elements themselves expand and now even greater platforms for more and more people to come in and kind of just find their lane within the culture and what it is that they do. This is what our children and our youth need to see. Lance is very exciting. You know? 
So it's like Tarot can see, like, that's the one question that keeps popping up. You know, what is hip-hop pedagogy? What is this hip-hop pedagogy? It's like, yeah, take this information and just go out there and just do the damn thing, you know? Hey, and learn and read about the history of the culture. You understand what I'm saying? Just go. And if even in your own communities, in your own state, you know what I'm saying? Like, hip-hop culture started there somewhere also, too. So connect with those early pioneers in your own area, you know, that contributed to the culture in your area. And pick their brains and get that, get that history from them so that your work is specific to where you are organizing that, you know? And that, you know, that's how we get it popping again, and that's how we get back to the, the true intent and the true purpose of what hip-hop culture is, and that's, you know, the four principles, you know, peace, love, unity, and safely having fun within our communities, you know? And we'll get there. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot, a lot of hard work. But then, like I said, I'm looking at everything that everybody's telling me about the work that they're doing in their communities and y'all countries and everything where y'all from. And it's just amazing. And it's like to really see that. And it's just, like I said, this is an exciting time, you know? If we're talking about paradigm shifts and things like that, yeah, this is a very exciting time. You know, because even friends of mine and people that I connected with on Facebook and stuff, they really see, like, the work that everybody is doing in this, in terms of hip-hop pedagogy, or they're just calling it hip-hop education itself, and then to see the work that everybody is doing with children and with you, it is amazing. So it's like, you just have to keep it going, and it's, you know, as much as people say that I'm inspiring y'all, you know, y'all are inspiring me so much. Just to be able to look at everything that everybody's doing and it's just yeah, and that's what I'll be looking to see, like who's really putting in that work with children and youth today. And how people are really using hip hop culture to really build them up and give them the knowledge and the wisdom and understanding that they're gonna need so that they can survive and you know, and deal with the obstacles that are, you know, are set out there for them no matter where you are. Everybody's facing this shit. Everybody got to deal with making some tough decisions. You can go left, you can go right. One decision away for everything going completely downhill in your life and putting you on this track that you probably will never get up out of that. And so to really see all the work that all of y'all are doing and people that I know that are, you know, it's like, come on, we got this. You know, and I'm excited. Can't say it enough. But yes, hip hop pedagogy, the art and science of using hip hop culture to instill and you know to make it happen. You know that positive child and youth development and their education. And education is key because we need hip hop educators for the future. Those who have that history, that knowledge, you know, and it's going to pass it on, no different than the Creoles from back home in Africa, and, you know, and everything like that, those, that oral tradition. We have to keep it going, that's the importance of the MC elements, you know? And like the DJ, like that, you know, like, oh, like the DJ is like the teacher of it all, you understand what I'm saying? If it's all culture in the classroom, the DJ is the master the teacher in the room, setting the tone and getting that lesson out there, and then all the other elements interacting with one another. I love using that analogy with my kids, you know? 
And that's how, how does that translate into the classroom? So even on our level as educators or youth development workers and stuff like that, and we're working with hip hop culture, hip hop education, hip hop pedagogy, we have to take on that mindset of the DJ, you know? The DJ was the one that set the tone for the party and we gotta set the tone for the classroom. And we have to do it in a way that all the students can participate and interact with each other, just like the DJs sat up there and had to pick the right music, the right break beats and everything like that, so all the elements can come together and interact with each other. It's no different than what we're doing in our community centers, in our classrooms, out in the community itself, right? And that's the hip-hop pedagogy. So I hope that kind of explains it. And I know if y'all need more clarity, y'all gonna send me more questions and emails gonna be coming and keep it coming and just let's get this work done. That's it. Like I said, the work is what's important to me. That's the most important thing, getting this work done. You understand? So we can make some real change out here. And all of you are doing such amazing work. Everybody's been reaching out and talking to me about everything that you're doing. And tomorrow is Sunday, so I will be responding to everyone's emails that's been reaching out, so don't worry. But I really had to just kind of take a break and just get some rest and get some sleep because this has been a very, very, very heavy and hectic week. And now I'm well rested and now I can get back to this work and keep this fitness queens of the nation going, you know, and keep building that. And so excited. Um, a whole lot of things are coming up and I'm just like so excited. And then of course the Psych for the Master Teachers podcast series. You know, working on some things, looking for some people to bring on board so y'all can get even more and not just have to keep listening to me every time. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. But once again, yo, just the support is amazing. I can't say it enough. Cannot say it enough. The support is really amazing. Yeah, this is a really exciting time. I'm very happy. And hey, I'll go on to y'all, right? So as always, you know, short, sweet, straight to the point. Hope this wasn't a rambling session. I hope this is really focused. Because I post these before I even listen to them, right? Because <laughs> then I want to get nervous and be like, oh my gosh, I fit back and then delete. So no. So after I just finish recording this, I'm going to finish this, and then I'm going to post it, and then I'm going to listen to it for the first time, just like y'all are. So, you know, I hope this was a good one also, and I hope some people got some direction in the work that they're doing, you know? And like I said, if you have any more questions or anything, need clarity or anything, you already know, feel free to reach out. And, you know, I'm going to respond, and tomorrow I'll respond to everybody else's, you know, emails and stuff personally. Take the time to do that always. And yeah. So that's episode nine. What is hip hop pedagogy? And thank you. Many thanks to you all. So, as always, I wish you peace, love, light, and continued blessings. And of course, I gotta say it if you want more information on the Phoenix Queens of the Nation, just check out our website. PhoenixQueensOfTheNation.com and keep those emails and keep those questions and well wishes and everything. Just keep them coming. 
You know I'm going to respond. So that's FenusQueensOfTheNation at gmail.com. And I'll speak with you all soon. Peace.